Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and their partners throughout the state. Along with Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios right here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. With the man who's always at the center of the conversation, John Gutierrez. Hey, sir. Hey, hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? Thank you, Paul. Thank you, OC Talk Radio, for having us. Again, my name is John Gutierrez. I'm the vice uh, president of the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And we're here uh, with a special guest today. Let me introduce her here. Is uh, Our special guest today is Veronica Corona. She's an entrepreneur. She's a president and founder of CM Cleaning Solutions, Inc., She's also the vice chair of the California Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and she's a public speaker, distinguished Toastmaster with the Toastmasters International. Let's welcome everybody, Veronica Corona. Thank you for being here. John, thank you for having me, and thank you to the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce for this community podcast. I love it. So thank you. Oh, that's we're, we're so excited to have you. Uh, we're going to get into all the fun stuff that we always talk about as far as what you do in the community. But first and foremost, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, your hobbies, your family? Who is Veronica Corona? Oh, okay. So I'm uh, born and raised in the San Fernando Valley. So like totally for sure, I'm an awesome Valley girl. Really? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. I'm the oldest of uh, two brothers and one sister. Okay. And I have uh, seven kids, five nieces and two nephews <laughs> that I love like they're my own. Oh, that's And great. my family lives in the Central Coast. My family are in the strawberry industry. So yes, these hands have harvested strawberries in wow. the past. Yeah. You're like the third or fourth person that we've had on the show that has some sort of connection with the farmers. Yeah. You know? So my family's been in the farming industry. I should say my family, my mom's side of the family has been in the farming industry for many, many years. They came here through the Bracero program back in the 1940s, 50s. And they went to Santa Maria, California, because my family is from Santa Maria, Mexico, and Jalisco, by the way. So, wow, yeah. we have a lot in common. My dad was part of the Bracero program. Nice. And my dad's from Jalisco also. Yeah. Wow. So so your parents came here. At, how old were you? Or? Oh, no. Well, I was born and raised here in okay. the San Fernando Valley. But my dad came here at a very young age okay. to support his family. Okay. He did not. I don't think he came through the Bracero program. But when I did some research on my mom's side of the family, most of my uncles had come here through the Bracero program. So it was oh. very fascinating to learn that part of history of my mom's side of the family. Yes. And even though we were raised in the San Fernando Valley, we would go to the central coast all the time because i have uncles that have been there pretty much their whole lives in the strawberry industry what is that like to work in that industry can oh, you share a little bit about that if you it's don't a lot of hard work really you're out on the sun early hours early right? very early hours so growing up you know we were out there in the summertime my dad and one of my uncles would have a competition to see who'd get there the earliest mm. and when i mean the earliest the sun wasn't even out and then my cousins and i would talk yeah you know my compadre's gonna beat me there that's what my uncle was saying that's what my dad would say so it was kind of funny they were in competition wow. to say who that and then as soon as the sun was rising if somebody was late it's like what happened you guys get stuck sheets get stuck this morning so it was like a little competition just to what what time were you out there oh like at dawn like five 
thirty. I don't wow. know. I it was. I just remember you know, as a kid. That was very early in the morning. Of course, it was very early in the morning. And I, I usually remember those hours when my parents would get us up early to go to church or something, and they'd have hot chocolate or something. But this is to work. No, this is that's this is, that's tough. Th- this is to work, and we were out there all day and out in the fields, and my brothers and I. And then it was so funny. We'd make fun because my sister was a, a baby at the time. Well, you know, she's a toddler, like four or five years old. And it's funny because she's sleeping in the car, and we were like, oh, we wish we were her sleeping in the car. So wow. it, was, it was a it was an interesting time, but I'm grateful for that because it taught us a lesson of hard work. And my dad always said, if you don't go to school, this is where you're going to end up. I'm like, I don't want to work in the strawberry fields. You know, that, that was my next question. I was going to say to you, I bet you build that grit. Yes, right? you do. From yes. that, you probably look back now and go, I learned a lot those days. Yes, you do. And you have more appreciation for the people that are doing the work because it is hard work. And, you know, we were just there working just because my dad took us, my mom and dad took us to the fields, but the people working in the fields, that's how they're earning a living. So they're rushing. I mean, these guys were running, picking strawberries. I'm barely, you know, packing one box. They're already on packing four, right? Wow. So it's just, it's so, a lot of hard work. So where in that process did you say, hey, I want to grow up and be this person? Or how did that motivation come? The motivation came from being first to go to college that I wanted to do something for myself and to see how hard my mom and dad worked, you know, general labor working. My mom worked at a factory. My dad, my mom was a seamstress. She worked at a factory as a seamstress and my dad worked at a factory assembling parts. So just seeing how hard they had to work and all the sacrifices they did to give us a better life, you made me like, I want to work as, they instilled the hard work and dedication, but also how can we work smarter? That's great. And maybe that's why today you're an entrepreneur. I mean, maybe you got that right, that grit. Well, I'll tell you, it's so funny because growing up, I was doing the books for my dad and I'm going to age myself, but we used to do the payroll on a general ledger. I remember those. And so I went into the accounting field because of that. Okay. And the truth is, I never considered doing entrepreneur because I heard of all the struggle. Oh, there's never enough money to pay payroll. There's always struggle with cash flow. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. But here I am 14 years into entrepreneurship. So you just never say never because you never know. Share with us a little bit about your business. So CM Clean Solutions, I founded that company in uh, 14 years ago, and uh, it was kind of one of those things that just happened. I wasn't, I had just resigned, so I always like to say I resigned from a six-figure job and went to a no-figure job to not knowing when I was going to get paid. Yes. And we started this business, I have to say thank you to my uh, past pr- uh previous business partner who encouraged me because I was I didn't want a business I was like oh well you know I'm gonna take some time off because I just resigned so you were in the corporate world before I was working for a janitorial company okay yeah I was working for a janitorial company and I had resigned because you know our values were not aligned with the owner that happens with a lot of people that end up being entrepreneurs I hear that a lot yeah so I was working for one company before and then I just felt like I wasn't gonna go anywhere I was gonna stay stuck in the same position an opportunity presented itself and I was like I I left because of the money Mm. And then I left because it wasn't about the money. Yes. <laughs> but I love that tagline you just used. An opportunity presented itself. Yes. That is such a powerful, strong sentence, right? Yes. A lot of people don't take the opportunity. You took the opportunity. I was a little nervous, but I took the risk. And I don't regret it because it was a learning lesson as well. Mm-hmm. And in the process that I took that risk, I, d- I resigned. And as I resigned, I received a call from a customer mm. who gives me a building. And I said, uh, I just resigned. She goes, well, I just gave the other company a 30-day notice. She goes, I don't know. Why don't you just start your own business? You work so hard and you're so dedicated. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't, you know, I was kind of like in my mind, I don't know if I want a business. And then she says, Veronica, if you had your business, I would give you this building. She goes, because I want to tell you something. I gave you this building because of you. I don't even like your boss. 
Mm. I gave you this wow. building because of you. I don't like your boss. Those words changed my life because wow. I realized, you know, people will do business with you because of you. Exactly. And that was. It the, doesn't matter what you're selling. If mm-mm. they don't like you, they're not going to buy your they, product. A product or service, correct. Right? Product or service. And that's how it all started. And so there we were. And I'm like, she says, the next words out of my mouth were, okay. And then for a minute there, I thought, did I say that in my mind or loud? But I said it out loud. Because she said. <laughs> you like, what am I getting myself yeah, into? Right? She said, I'm going to need insurance. I'm going to need this. That. And I went like, okay. And then so November 1st of 2009, we started this new building. Great. We worked till three o'clock in the morning wow. cleaning. I only took out trash and did vacuuming. I that, That's all I did. But it was a lot of hard work. But yes. I was still like, oh, no, no, I don't want a business. I don't want a business. And here we are. We build it to a multi-million dollar company. And it, it's, it's been it's been a roller coaster ride that, you know, you feel sick at times and you want to get off, but of you can't. You have to wait till the end. It's, it's like anything. Yeah. It's tough, right? Yes. Wow. And and in the business, what uh, what have you learned as a business owner? What can you share with the audience? You know, some advice as being an entrepreneur. Oh. Before we move on to the, some of the other subject, as an entrepreneur, the entrepreneur, what is that that's, that you learn every day? If I learned anything, it's all about relationships. Okay. And most importantly, and I learned this from my previous boss in the first company I worked for, he said to me, Veronica, we're not in the cleaning business, we're in the people business. And it was go. a great reminder that the importance of taking care of the people that work for you. Because... Like I mentioned, the, the individuals that work for me are scrubbing toilets while I'm sitting here having a nice conversation with you. So I think it's important to value what they do because unfortunately in my industry, it is the one surface that goes unnoticed until it's not done, right? And, and you know, when it's not done, people notice it right away, but when it's done, it's just take it for granted that it's clean. Important to have appreciation for the employees and value them for what they do. We are in the people business. Did everybody hear hear that? That's just such a powerful line. It is. We are in the people business. That is such great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. How did you end up as the vice chair of the California Hispanic Chamber of Commerce? Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, that's uh, that's been an interesting journey. And like I said to you, uh, when opportunity presents itself, right? So prior to being on the board for the California Hispanic Chambers of Commerce, I was president of the National Latina Businesswoman Association mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And another I, great organization. Uh, another great organization, dear to my heart. I joined in 2008 because I love that there was so many women members, mm-hmm. and I come from a very male-dominated industry, so it was kind of nice to be in this world. And I joined uh, as a member in 2008, and then I was invited to the board in 2010 or 2009, I forget, around that time. And then I remember going to the first awards. I was volunteered by a friend of mine, Rosalena Salceda, and she volunteers me to go help at the awards. And I was out in the sun checking people in. I was like, oh, I'm never coming back. Like, what am I doing <laughs> no, here? What am I doing here? And then <laughs> I go into the awards and I'm sitting way in the back because, you know, we had to wait till everybody went in. And I heard all the speeches, all the women being recognized. I said, wow, they're up there on speech. Oh, I don't know if I could ever get up there on stage in front of all these people. Well, little did I know that in 2012, I would be up on stage accepting uh, being president of the organization. Wow. And it's been an interesting journey. Through that organization, I've met a lot of amazing people. And that's when I became familiar with the California Hispanic Chambers of Commerce. Yes. And you know, it's interesting. I attended one of those conferences or, or something that I went to years ago. Yeah, it might have been the awards or yes. something with Cecilia Mora. She yes. she invited yes. me um, one day. She was like, John, you should come out. And I don't really go a lot to the L.A. area. Um, we're mainly in the Orange County area. But I got to tell you, I, it was such an, a beautiful event. Very impressive to see all these Latina, Hispanic women, business leaders. And it was a good uh, kind of like motivation to say, okay, 
in my local area, there's Orange County Hispanic Chamber, and it's very similar to what is going on here. So I, I'm gonna, I want to be a part of something like this. So, yeah. what a great organization! And then from that the organization, you eventually uh, transitioned uh, well, over from that organization. I met individuals that were part of the California Hispanic Chambers of Commerce, mm-hmm. and then I was appointed board member at large by Frank Montes when he was the chairman of the California Hispanic Chambers of Commerce. Okay, and I've been on the board now since 2016. It's been a great experience. I have developed a lot of friends, and currently I'm. Serving as vice chair of the board, and I don't know if you know this, John, but I'm the first woman to serve in this position. And my role is to support our chairman of the board, Mr. Bob Gutierrez. Him and I have been serving now together in our positions for three years. Congratulations! Congratulations! Thank you. Real quickly, what is a board member? So people that are listening, I know I'm a board member. I was a board member for the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce for many years. I've been involved, but. People don't know what is a board member. What's the role when you're when you're in that seat? Well, every organization has a different role, right? Mm-hmm. My my role is to support the the board uh, the chairman of the board. But I think as a board member for any organization, is about giving your time or talent exactly. or treasure because you're volunteering. You're right? volunteering. You're giving your time, and I think it's important that we understand that the more you give, the more you receive. If exactly. you want to join a board because you're in it to see what you're going to get out of it, then you're in the wrong place. Exactly. You need to go in to give and to serve and to support the community because that's what it's about, supporting our local community. And with the chamber, with the California chamber, is supporting the whole state of California. Exactly. We represent over 800,000 small businesses throughout the state. So so as vice chair, what is, what is your role? Because we know we are in the people <laughs> business. What is your role there? Can you share with everybody that? Part of my role as I, I, I repeat it, is uh, supporting the chairman, but I'm also part of the Latina initiatives. So we want to make sure that we are supporting Latinas. Right now, our board consists of 50% Latinas, okay, which has not been seen in a long time. So our board consists of 50% Latinas, and we want to make sure that we are supporting La Latina business owners in, throughout the community. And that is what I focus on, Latina initiatives, along with some of my other board members. I notice you're also very involved in the organization with some mentorship, right? I, I, that's something you really enjoy. You know, I, I love being a mentor because I want to be that example that I didn't have when I was in my 20s, right? When I was, or maybe in high school. And, you know, we do have the Creating a Path to Success program. I just spoke with them on Friday. I was a little under the weather that day, but I still managed to... I saw uh, that yeah. on the social media. Yeah, I still managed to be there with them and a uh, the great group of individuals and just seeing how, you know, what a dynamic, phenomenal group of young adults. I'm like, I wish I would have been in their place when I was in my 20s in college. You know, it would have been amazing to have that kind of support. So I think it's really important to give back. I want to be that beacon of light to for others to follow. Exactly. Because I haven't seen too many beacons of light, so I want to be that beacon of light. Well, you said it, right? When you were in your 20s, maybe you didn't see people in those positions or in those roles. I did not. So that's, for you, I'm assuming that motivation today. Where can people find information about, you know, being part of the California Hispanic Church, how they can support, you know, some of the services it offers to the community? Well, as, as you know, the California Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is a state organization. And what we do is we support our local chambers. So uh, we support Orange County Hispanic Chamber exactly. of Commerce. So if you're and in thank the you, or- by the way, for that. Uh, no, we and, appreciate and, it. And you guys do a great job here. So p- part of your part of this community, then you are a member of the California Hispanic Chambers of Commerce. And we support the interests of many chambers throughout the state. And our job is to support you in your programs. Earlier, you know, before we started the podcast, we were talking about some ideas. You were talking about some events you want to do. And yes, then it's like, yeah. okay, well, then we're here to support you. And that's what we want to do is we want to support our local chambers to succeed. Because if you succeed, that means you are succeeding in helping your local business. I think it's it's important for our listeners to understand that 
this is one big organization. A lot of people see me in, at mixers, at events, networking, and they're like, oh, you know, you're part of the Orange County Hispanic. But they don't realize there's other levels to this. Correct. Like in your position, you know, at the California state level, right? There's support at all levels. And and we look at people like you, like our mentors yeah. from a business perspective, <laughs> right? And so we appreciate what you guys do for, for our Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I, what I want you to also share about is you 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 have here your your public speaker, which we know you do a lot of mentoring and yeah. speaking. But you also share with us your distinguished Toastmaster uh, with the Toastmasters International. Share with us a little bit about what that is and how how'd you end up you know obviously getting involved with that. So one of the inside jokes for anyone who's a Toastmaster is that we're not toasting toast, right? <laughs> Toastmasters International is an organization that helps you to improve on your speaking skills and leadership skills. And the interesting part is that it's such a minimal investment. It's If I told you it's under $150 in the year, yes. I mean, that's nothing exactly. for personal development and, and to process. And I actually, I joined, I, I never thought I had a problem speaking in public. Yes. But when I joined, I joined a uh, Toastmasters that happened to be bilingual, Spanish and English. Interesting. So when they had, when I had to do my icebreaker and I had to do it in Spanish, it was like, I think it was a four to six minute speech. I literally went <laughs> in a hurry because I was so nervous <laughs> because there's one thing of having a conversation in Spanish, which I feel that I'm very fluent. Exactly. However, having to do a speech in front of an audience in Spanish was a whole other story. Different, different situation. It was right? a little scary yes no scary but um i was able to manage it i became a distinguished toastmaster that means i have done over 40 speeches wow with toastmasters international and they have to get Good approved and everything and then there's a leadership a program you know you have to serve as an officer for the club you have to serve as an officer for the district and there's different officer roles like you know there's a president vice president of education vice president of a membership treasurer secretary and sergeant of arms and so there's different roles within toastmasters and it's to improve on the different leadership skills and it's been a great rewarding program and i love to invite other people to join because it's uh it's it, i think it's the best investment you can make on yourself that's interesting you bring that up we had a guest here recently alma hernandez who's running for judge mm -hmm. and this morning she was speaking at an event and when she went up there that was the first thing she mentioned she says you know public speaking for many is quite a challenge and she mentioned that it's like a really high number of one of the fear factors right for people it's the number one people uh, over death can you believe that that's crazy i'd rather speak in public than die <laughs> so, I, I, so it, this is great that toastmasters helps you better and polish those skills it, it, that is correct and i don't think it everybody's like oh i'll never speak in public well guess what john i'm speaking in public right now right it's even though mm -hmm. i'm just speaking to you but we're on facebook live yes and so we're speaking to a public <laughs> audience right so you know i want to shout out to my family in santa maria california because they might be listening so all right so, santa maria yeah yeah and so we say we don't speak in public but then now in zoom i just spoke in public to 28 you know, CAP students exactly. on Zoom. So we are speaking in public. We just have to remember. So it's just a way to polish and be ready. One of my favorite portions of our, our meetings with Toastmasters is the improv portion because mm. we do improv speaking. They'll ask you a random question, so just have to answer it. So, which comes in handy when you're, Today, I didn't know what you were going to ask me. I, I was know. like, oh, you're my like, God, John, what are you going to ask me? You said before the show. You, you, every person always says that to me, John, what are you going to ask me on the show? I'm like, wait and see. Mm -hmm. That's what makes a podcast a podcast. That's yeah. what makes it fun. Yeah. Um, it's a roller coaster. Uh, and sometimes I have certain questions and we we ask them. Sometimes we don't because we get into, you know, great conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, you shared, you know, you guys grew up in the strawberry, you know, uh -huh fields and farms that is such a great story to tell people 
It is. It is. It was a lot of fun. We used to get into strawberry fights. We, you know, strawberry after, fights. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever heard oh, that. Oh yes, let me tell you. So after, like during the summertime, by now the season's pretty much on its end. Yes. So then they let the strawberries overripe because they go to the jams and the juices. Okay. So the strawberries get really soft. Right? Okay. They get so soft that if I throw it at you, it'll splatter you. Really? Oh, yeah. So my brothers always splattered me. I could never get them. But yeah, we would fight just for fun. Now, does that stain the clothes? Yeah, it stains your clothes. Does, so your parents weren't happy. Yeah, of course not. But we, no, but we had our field clothes. You know, we okay. had our, our clothes that we took so to the field. So that's okay. Yeah. So and, and for the record, I didn't grow up necessarily in the strawberry fields. It just happened that we moved out there yes. when, when I was young for two years. And then my dad decided he didn't want to be a farmer. He comes back and then decides he does want to be a farmer and then moves back. So it was just one of those. But I'll tell you what, um, my son my oldest son Jonathan he loves that whole environment and then when we go to Temecula or some of the wineries and we just go out there or we go to some of the our friends who have like you know uh, ranches and stuff they love that so city slickers right like kids city <laughs> kids today they really enjoy that stuff so the fact that you grew up on that it's like a blessing yeah that was us that was city slickers and then we we're like in the farmland farmville <laughs> it, 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 it was a big it big is a big change and it was fun you know when we think back today it, it, you know, those were good times right that having to get up at the crack of dawn to beat my uncle to the fields and the strawberry fights and then just hanging out in the fields and then i remember one time immigration showing up and the field workers having to start running. My dad's like, don't run because, you know, they, they have to chase them. And I was like, wow. why are they running? Like, you know, when you're young, you don't understand. You don't know what's going on. So that was very impactful to see that because these are people that are working really hard to earn a living and then, you know, they get deported. So that was. Uh, Did you get to see some of that? Like, yeah, we got to see it. They showed up right. Like when like, they actually took them and all? Yeah. No Yes. Way. Yeah. So I was kind of like, what just happened? Like, because you don't That's know. That's really scary as a yeah, kid. It is. It is. It is. Wow, I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah. Obviously, we see it sometimes on the news, mm -hmm. but for you to be sitting there, yeah, and that, we're like, do we need to move? Do we need to run? What do we need to do? Like, we didn't know what to do. And there was uh, some of the workers that were running, not necessarily the workers working with us, but other workers running. And they, you know, and my dad's like, don't run, don't run, because if they run, they're going to chase you, and it's worse, right? Wow, and, you know, yeah, it's like running they, from the law. You can get hurt or yeah. something. Yeah, so well, I'm sorry the, to hear that. Yeah, that's just. But it's a learning experience too, and to appreciate the people that are doing the work. Like you said earlier, sometimes these things we learn as kids, those lessons, helps us appreciate today. Absolutely. Um, like you being a business owner, right? Yeah. If people wanted to find your business, where would they find it? To share with us the social media, like where could they find you and what you do as a business entrepreneur? So we are on Instagram, CM Cleaning LA. Okay. A, but we're out throughout the whole state of California and other states. So, so we have we have business out here in Orange County, okay. the LA area, San Bernardino, Lancaster, San Fernando Valley. So we're pretty spread out. We go wherever our customer takes us. And you're cleaning like, let's say, offices? So our main, our main component is a clean. I like to say we keep it clean while you sleep because most of the bill, uh, cleaning we do is done after hours for commercial office buildings. Oh, okay. So here, this particular building would be a great, okay, a, a great contract for CM Cleaning Solutions. That's the kind of type of business that we like. Okay, yeah. so that's good to know. Anybody listening out there, if you're in a building, if you own a business, and we can obviously find a new contract for your business, we're great. all about supporting each other's businesses. Mm -hmm. That's really what you know the Orange County Hispanic Chamber is about and obviously the California Hispanic Chamber who yes. supports us, it, we're all about helping each other out. That's why, for me, it was very important that you shared 
as an entrepreneur, especially coming out of the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, how was that like for you guys, the business wise? That um, must have been tough. It was tough because we did do, we had to do, we did have to lay off a few people. We had to do some cutbacks. So there was some buildings that continue working, but we had to cut hours because now they're not as. Everybody was as working from home. The home, everybody right? was working from home. We had two customers that continue paying our staff. Like if nothing was happening wow. and they were only showing up to work one or two days a week, oh, but wow. they wanted to make sure that they were getting paid. So oh, that's nice. like that said a lot about those two customers. I'll tell you, it's, it's a very for me. I just love that they did that. So uh, so it's been a transition. You know, we lost a few customers. We lost a few employees because obviously they couldn't wait. They probably needed to do so earn a living. So it, it's, it was a transition. And then, of course, you know, there was a bit of a hype with the COVID cleaning. Yes. Uh, but. Not everybody wants to do COVID clean because it costs extra money and everybody's on a budget. So it's just a combination of things. I know a lot of businesses have been struggling. I know we got a few minutes left here. Mm-hmm. The producer is giving me the look. Yeah, five <laughs> minutes, John. Uh, are you also looking for people to work? Because I know we're, that's been, everybody's been looking right now for employees. We're always looking for people. Okay. We're also in the same boat. Uh, you know, we're always looking for personnel. Absolutely. That's good yes. to know. That's yes. good to know. I know at the chamber here, we, you know, we created a job board so we can be able to provide, nice. um, you know, just people that are looking to hire people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know it goes by fast, the show. Yeah. Um, uh, hopefully you've had a good time um, and we could always bring you back down the way. I know we're looking to hopefully plan some some conferences, some great events as things are opening up. Absolutely. Um, but I want to thank you so much. Again, folks, Veronica Corona, who's an entrepreneur and president, founder of CM Cleaning Solutions, Inc. She's also the vice chair of the California Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and, of course, uh, a public speaker. If anybody would like for her to come out and, and speak, um, she's a distinguished Toastmaster with the Toastmasters International. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Veronica, for being with us. Oh, thank you, John. Um, we really appreciate all you do in the community. I, I like to call you, you folks, community heroes, oh, community leaders. Gracias, um, so thank you. thank you so much. Real quick, folks, folks, as we finish off here, a quick announcement. June 9th, uh, Angels Game, make sure that we will have with the Hispanic Bar Association. We've already sold 200 tickets. That's amazing. Congratulations. It's really great. So we're excited and then we also have our august 31st golf tournament fundraiser which is benefiting our youth chamber as you know uh with mike limon and yes. all those maria cervantes that have been supporting that some organization. of my favorite people mike yes. limon david bentacourt <laughs> fidel gomez maria cervantes uh, it's amazing what they do with the youth chamber yes yeah. great group and uh folks follow us at ochcc.com or ochcc.org uh, go to our website see everything we can do for you if you wish to be a member uh, you could always email me at John at OCHCC.com. Thank you for being with us again. This is our community podcast show where our community is your community. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you, John. And thank you, Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Well, there you have it. Another great reason to tune in each and every time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and our many partners, along with Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center. 